Welcome to the Sermons Podcast, a ministry of Vienna Assembly of God, located right here in Vienna, Virginia. We're so glad you've joined us today. Hope you enjoy today's sermon. Today's message is hope in the name of the Lord, and the name we are looking at today is Jehovah Jireh. And I just want to share with you something that happened for me this week as I was preparing for this, when I just was looking at one of my resources and just, again, seeing the name Jehovah Jireh and its meaning, which is the Lord will provide. Just as I was reading that, sitting at my desk, the presence of God came down so strong on me. And it's kind of funny, I was by myself here A few minutes later, I walked uh, back over to my home and happened to see myself in the mirror, and I had mascara all over my face. I didn't realize how much I had just cried before the Lord in that moment, but his presence was so strong. And what came to me was just seeing, I don't know if this even happens in 2020 uh, for discipline in school, but when I was in school, sometimes what would happen if somebody had done something right, they, they had to write a sentence on the board a hundred times or something like that. Have you ever seen something like that where something is written over and over and over again? I actually did that into my notes. Uh, The scripture from Psalm 52, I will hope in your name because it's so good. I will hope in your name because it's so good. I will hope in your name because it's so good. And then the Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. The Lord will provide over and over. I want you to hear that ringing in your heart. I think somebody needs to reestablish that in your faith today. The Lord will provide. We have seen him provide in amazing ways. But as we look at this scripture today, I think we're going to be taken back to the foundational meaning of this. It's so much deeper, so much more foundational to just our everyday needs, although we know he will provide for that too, won't he? Jesus said, don't you know your heavenly father knows you have need of these things and he's going to take care of it? So we know that he cares about every one of our needs, but we're going to look at this passage from Genesis chapter 22, and it's one of the most um, puzzling things when you first read it, but it it is foundational to our faith. And we'll see that even though it's, we don't understand why God used this test for Abraham, God used it in a special way. So we're going to read the entire story, Genesis chapter 22, starting at verse 1. Sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham, God called. Yes, he replied, here I am. Take your son, your only son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. The next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him, along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place God had told him about. 
On the third day of their journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham told the servants. The boy and I will travel a little farther. We will worship there, and then we will come right back. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them walked on together, Isaac turned to Abraham and said, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. We have the fire and the wood, the boy said, but where is the sheep for the burnt offering? God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son, Abraham answered. And they both walked on together. When they arrived at the place where God had told him to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. At that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied, here I am. Don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel said. Do not hurt him in any way, for now I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. Then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by its horns in a thicket. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in place of his son. Abraham named the place Yahweh Yaira which means the Lord will provide. To this day, people still use the name as a proverb on the mountain of the Lord. It will be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called again to Abraham from heaven. This is what the Lord says, because you have obeyed me and have not withheld, even your son, your only son, I swear by my own name that I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies and through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed all because you have obeyed me. Then they returned to the servants and traveled back to Beersheba, where Abraham continued to live. We're going to read three more scriptures from the New Testament pointing back to this episode. Hebrews 11, 17 through 19. It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promises, was ready to sacrifice his only son, Isaac, even though God had told him, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. And in a sense, Abraham did receive his son back from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you that you will provide. And I pray that our faith and our hope will be spurred on today with this understanding of how you have provided for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This is the only place in the scripture where the name Jehovah Jireh or Jehovah Jireh is presented to us. 
it's not in the context of when Jesus fed the 5,000 with bread when they were hungry. It's not in the context of when Elijah was fed when he was hungry. It's not in the context of uh, physical housing being provided, even though Jesus said that he would do that for us. It's not in the context of, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory, even though we will, he will do that. Where does the name Jehovah Jireh show up in the scripture? In this story of Abraham obeying God, going up the mountain, willing to sacrifice his son, because, as the New Testament tells us, he reasoned. If God is asking me to do this, and he's already promised that this is where the, the promise is going to come through, well, God must be planning to raise him from the dead. He had total complete trust in God for the full picture, for the full provision. And he said, the Lord will provide. I fear that sometimes we get it upside down and we want to test the Lord on the little things. And if we don't get the something that we were hoping for, then we would tend to say, well, maybe I can't trust him with the big things either. And the reality is God has already provided actually for all things, but it is foundationally with this reality of the sacrifice that God provided. The, the symbolism in this story is amazing. The uh, skill in the storytelling is amazing. As it gets closer to the end, every little detail is told and the pace picks up and the, the uh, intensity and the tension, what is going to happen here, ha is part of the story. But I just want you to think about the moment where Isaac is carrying the wood <laughs> up the mountain. I see Jesus carrying his cross as he's doing that. Because we know that this is a type of our Savior being the sacrifice for us. This is a type of God the Father giving his only Son as our sacrifice to save us. The Lord will provide. We have needs in our life. God knows that. And he will provide. But our deepest, most profound need is for salvation. I, you know, I think each of us might have a little bit of this. We like to provide things. We like to be a provider. It's, it feels good to be the one to uh, provide a good meal or put together a pleasant atmosphere or when somebody's sick to bring them some chicken soup uh, to provide some aid, to provide some support, to provide some help. We want to do that. But there comes a time when we meet our limit. There comes a time when even though we want to provide, there's nothing else we can do. And I believe that one of the things God is calling us to in this moment today as we think about the name the Lord will provide, is releasing 
some control. Just imagine the, the level of control that Abraham had to release in this story. He, ju- he went to where God told him to go with his son, with the wood, and by faith he told the servants, we will return. We will return. He did not know how this was going to happen. He didn't know how God was going to do it, yet he just obeyed step by step by step and did what God told him to do, releasing his own way of deciding. So, so one thing that somebody might do instead of that would be, God, take me instead. I'll give my life instead. That's not what God asked. He had to obey exactly what God asked him to do because it was painting this picture for us, God giving his son. There are times where we are looking for God's provision and yet we are keeping our hands on the steering wheel. We are trying to control the way God will do it, even when we're talking about our own salvation. There are times when people struggle to just surrender to the grace of God, to just receive his mercy. You want to earn it a little bit. You want to find a way to do something to meet God halfway or contribute to your salvation. And here's the answer. The Lord will provide. We are not able to do this in our own strength. We must receive his provision. But if you can sense that revelation of the Lord will provide and just rest in that, if you can settle the big question and receive from him what he's giving, complete and utter deliverance, complete resurrection to new life in Christ, complete deliverance from sin, receive what he's given, and then all the other things that we have needs of will simply fall into place. He will provide. The Lord will provide. Mount Moriah, where this incident happened, is the same place where David sacrificed before the Lord that ended the plague that was coming to Israel. And that is where the temple was built. It's very significant reality of what went on here. A time where sacrifice was made before the Lord, but We think of sacrifice as us giving up something. Yes, that is true. David said, I won't sacrifice to the Lord that which costs me nothing. That is true. We need to put ourselves in surrender before the Lord. But it's more than just that. It is an absolute surrender of our own will. An absolute repentance of our own sin and an absolute acknowledgement of God as Lord. He is Lord. The Lord will provide. 
That's what I have to say to us today about this scripture. There's more, and I may continue some of it next week. But here's the thing that I want to end with in sharing with you about this. When that moment came into my office, the Spirit of God just fell on me. I had to take a step of faith for today. You see, I, I use an iPad, and, and I have my notes, and I, before the Lord, surrender and come before and, and work hard at, at putting together the message for you because I feel that that's, that's part of my call, and, and that's an important thing to do. But for this day, for this moment, the Lord asked me to surrender my dependence on that preparation to not have a lot of notes that I was following. So I did not memorize the scripture I was reading as I was giving you that, but I've just been asking the Lord to fill my mouth with what you need to hear today. What is it that he's asked me to say today for you? And so I don't know the answer if you heard from the Lord what you needed today, but I'm just telling you, this was my moment of sacrifice and surrender before the Lord to um, he, allow him to provide. What he said to me, would you trust me to provide the words? And so, friends, it wasn't easy. It, I had to just s decide to not work hard at the notes, and so I did that for you today. I did that in obedience to the Lord. The Lord will provide. The Lord will provide, and he shows that to us in concrete ways with physical provision. The Lord has provided a new roof on this building, and I hope you can come Saturday and, and have a chance to look at it, and we'll just hang out for a little bit Saturday evening, but the Lord will provide for our inner healing. The Lord will provide for our salvation. The Lord will provide for our spiritual formation, growing closer to him. The Lord will provide everything you need. If you are facing depression, the Lord will provide hope and, and light and healing for that. The Lord will provide healing in your physical body. The Lord will provide. He is Jehovah Jireh, and it will be seen. The other part of the meaning of that name is he will see to it. Whenever, if that's a phrase you're not um, used to hearing, I'm used to hearing that in the South. Well, I'll see to it. I'll see to it. You know what that means? You mean you can call it done. You can call it done. If somebody was to give you their word, I'll see to it, it means that it will be done. It's taken care of. The Lord will provide. I want to end with prayer. We... Um, I forgot to mention it earlier, but we have a way that you can come for special prayer at the altar, and uh, it's just a Zoom room, So, but you have to get the link, so you go to viennaag.com slash altar, get that link, and then you can come. I'll wait there for a few minutes if anyone wants to come for special prayer to the altar, but I want us to end this moment right now in prayer, trusting God to provide. If you have not received the gift of salvation, that is 
the crux of the matter. He has provided. That's what we did when we took communion together, celebrating the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ for our salvation. Romans says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. If you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, that Jesus is his son, confess it with your mouth that he is Lord, you are saved. Let's pray together, trusting for your salvation and for any other provision that you're looking to the Lord for. Father, thank you for your presence here. Mm. I just pray that those that need that deep revelation of Jehovah Jireh, would you just pour it out right now over them? Pour it out right over them, Father. The Lord will provide our own self-effort, our own need to control, our own desire to take over some things that are not ours to take over, God. We surrender that to you. Just as David came to that place and sacrificed before you, we surrender to you. Just as Abraham obeyed you step by step by step, believing that you are a God who raises the dead, we trust you, O Lord. You will provide. I pray for those that are coming to salvation in your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I pray that you draw them in to be able to fully receive the gift that you have for them, Lord. Thank you for your provision in our life. Thank you that we can trust you for all things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're going to go out in the name of the Lord. Make it a good day. Keep in his presence today. Keep rejoicing in him. I know a breakthrough is coming. He has sent his promises. And I just, uh, if you want to re-listen to that worship set, I think that would be good for you because he has done great things for us. We can trust in him. Be strong in the Lord. The Lord will provide. Amen.